Peace and love, peace and love, man. How's everybody doing? I'm coming to you in the month of May. I know I've been gone for a few months, man. Um, you know, sometimes life has its way of happening. Um, and, you know, sometimes you can't always avoid the things that come, you know, that, that come into play. So, um, but everything is good. I'm truly blessed. Um, happy to be here with you. Happy to have this new episode. We got some great content for you. Um, also, I want to shout out anchorfm.com, Spotify, and also um, iTunes. Check me out on all those different podcasts. Um, you got to type in Antonio Evans, single father point of view. And I'm everywhere, man. I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunities that's that's really um, coming to play that, that are allowing me to share my message with you. Um, I'm very humbled by this experience because, um, you know, like I said before, radio is my thing. Um, coming from Southeast Oklahoma State University and Eastern Illinois University, um, these are spots where, you know, radio has been a part of my life and um, is really something that I'm really passionate about. So I'm just so happy to let you guys know that you can check me out on those different um, locations and please spread, spread the message, spread the word, um, because I'm not coming here, you know, ill will. I'm just coming to give some insight from a single father point of view. Um, so let's get right into it. We got three topics always, right? So the three topics we're going to talk about today is financial literacy, um, and then detoxing your mind from your past relationship. And I'll elaborate on that a little bit also. Um, and giving your, giving your, your, your mind and your body a chance to heal. Um, because you also, you have to heal. You have to heal your heart. You have to heal your mind. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And then um, telling your kids that you love them. You know, that's the third topic, telling your kids you love them. Um, nonverbal communication is is really important. You know, so showing your kid that you love them is so important. But sometimes telling your child that you love them is also very essential as well. So let's get right into it. So financial literacy. So, um, you know, like the title, single father point of view, um, I have one child. So it's just me and her. And, you know, I don't pay child support. I have legal joint custody, 50 percent um, joint custody. And I encourage all fathers to do that. You know, I know a lot of times, hey, hey I don't want to get involved with the courts. Yo, um, I'm telling you right now, man, sometimes having the courts involved negates a lot of B.S., you know, um, I know some people who don't have court orders and it's like rolling the dice because you just never know when a female might just pull something funny um, and it might jeopardize your custody and it might jeopardize your visitations, man. So this is something where I, I, I am truly an advocate for getting your legal joint custody, getting that 50 percent joint custody. Um, and, you know, like I say before, you have to be responsible. You're going to go to the courts asking for that. You got to make sure, you know, your stuff is in order. You got to make sure you have a clean, safe environment for your child. You know, you can't go to the courts asking for legal joint custody and you living in a hotel and you and you couch surfing. You know, um, you have to make sure that you got your stuff in order and that you are 100 percent in order to go ask for that. But I encourage you to try to do that, man, because therefore I don't pay child support. You know, and I got homeboys, man, all over the United States that are paying upwards of five, six, seven hundred dollars a month for one or two kids. And I just I can't even fathom that, man, um, because where I live at, you know, um, 
I'm damn near living check to check. Um, but I know it's because I'm taking care of my responsibilities. You know, it's one thing to say I'm broke, you know, because I'm out here tricking and tricking off means, you know, spending money where you don't have it, where you got every pair of Jordans that come out, you know, that's $300 and you got every game system, but your kid is hungry, you know, that's tricking off. But it's another thing to say, well, I'm broke, but my bills are paid, my rent is paid, my car note, my car insurance, my daughter's health insurance, she got clothes, she got food, she got uniforms. I'm broke, but I'm okay with that because I know my daughter got everything she needs and I'm working to, um, to not be broke. I'm working towards to have financial um, freedom. And so that comes with, you know, being financial literate. And, you know, when that comes into play, and I can only speak for myself, man, um, you know, money is very tight. So I definitely have to prioritize my life. Um, I cannot go on trips. Um, I cannot, you know, get get the, the newest gym shoes or the newest anything. That's not my life, man. You know, my life is making sure my daughter has a safe um, environment, a clean environment, um, and making sure that she has all the food that she needs, uh, making sure that she has clothes on her back. Now, I want my daughter to stay fresh. My daughter, you stay fresh always. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always going to make sure my daughter has the freshest kicks, the freshest shoes, um, the outfits. But at the same time, I'm one of those dudes that understand my daughter is young, so she plays a lot. So you can't, why would you go spend $70 on a pair of shoes knowing your daughter's going to still be jumping rope? You know, you got to be smart with that. And that comes with being financial literate, you know, where you can get two pair of shoes for the price of $70 or damn near three pair of shoes if you go into a clearance rack. Instead of getting the, you know, the brand new Nikes, you can get some champion joints. My daughter's eight years old, so she's not into that, you know, sneaker everything type thing. And I know it's going to come to that time. I know it's going to come to that time. But right now, you know, I'm going to take my time with it and, and get her with some champions just to go get dirty in. And when we want to go out and, and look nice, we got the Adidas, we got the Vans, we got some Converse. But you have to be financially literate and understand, like, you don't have to buy the most expensive anything. You know what I mean? You really have to budget the money. When you get your check every two weeks, prioritize. Know what you have to put aside, you know, um, for the rent, for the bills, for the food. And then, you know, honestly, I, I, I eat out more so when I don't have my daughter because I'm going to run a lot more. But when I have my daughter, I'm really cooking at home. Um, and, you know, I do have a treat for her. When she's with me for the weekend, we'll go out to eat um, dinner one time during that weekend. And then, you know, maybe get a little cheeseburger on because we in a move, though, because we driving around. You know, and a lot of times when I don't have her for the weekend, I might... Um, get me something from like Chipotle or something like that or um, something real quick because I'm I'm out on the road. Um, but, you know, I'm very conscientious of understanding that um, money is tight with me. So I want to make sure that I can cook meals for my daughter. Like right now, you know, um, I'm going to pick her up in a few. And I've already told her yesterday, yo, tell me what you want to eat for today for dinner. And so she told me, so I'm going to go to the grocery store and get that. And then I already know what I'm going to get for her for lunch tomorrow. So I'm already pre-planning. It's just like anybody who's an athlete, anybody who's a weightlifter, you have meal prep. You know, so I meal prep for my daughter. Um, I meal prep meals 
and I already know what she likes, so I know the price point that I'm working with. Um, and then, you know, I treat her on the weekends or if she's doing great in school, I'll, you know, give her um, a milkshake or, you know, a sweet or something like that. But for the most part, my daughter doesn't eat a lot of sweets. She eats granola bars that might have chocolate in it, but we're not just going to have a whole bunch of sweets because in the long run, that comes with that financial literacy where if you're buying a whole bunch of sugary sweets for your kid, your, your kid's teeth are going to be horrible. And then you're going to have to pay that in the back end in the dentist. You know, so it's best to practice not giving your kids so much sugary foods because it's healthy and it helps, you know, in that um in that dentist office. Um, but at the same time, man, which when your bills come, know your bills. Know what your bills are. Don't be a type of person you like, man, I don't know what my bills are from month to month. I know what my bills are. Straight down to the only thing that I don't know is my rent because I live in a funny situation where I have to pay my gas so it fluctuates. But I have a base rent, but every month I have to pay the gas and you know that 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 makes my rent go up and down. But my bills are always the same. And then if they're not, I'm conscientious of knowing, okay, that this has changed. So let me go tap the bat line and find out why this bill went up fifteen dollars. You know, always understand what's going on in your life because this is your bills. So you don't want to be taken off guard. And then I've said this before, when you go shopping for your kids, man, go to the clearance rack. Go to the clearance rack first. Always go to the sales department first. Look for the stuff that's on clearance or the consignment stores, and you can still get fresh like that, man. Um, and make sure you try to close on when you're taking your child there. That's very important. You don't want to, you know, buy something and you think it fit and then you got to come back and forth. So, you know, when you're about to go clothes shopping, take your time. Already pre-planned that you're going to be out for a few hours. Be patient. You know, you got your kid with you. Um, you got to take that pill, man, where you just like, man, I know it's going to be a little hectic today. But, hey, it is what it is, right? You know, you're a single mother. You're a single father. This is what we got to do. Um, sometimes we just got to take that pill and just and deal with it. Um, but... I'm always going to encourage you to shop um, on a clearance rack first. That's always the most encouraging aspect of shopping. And then, you know, go with the coupons. Um, always like Old Navy. They always have coupons online. So go to OldNavy.com before you're about to go to the mall and get the coupons first. That way you are being financial literate and you saving money on the back end. You know, um, make home projects, do home projects, go to the park. You go to the park, play soccer for two or three hours. You, you taking time away where you ain't got to go pay somebody else to entertain your kid. You know, the movies are expensive. Um, have a movie night at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Have a movie night at the crib where you just, you and the kid, y'all bringing out the sheets, the blankets, you're going to get some popcorn, make a movie night at the crib and get a movie that you've never seen. You know, make those fun activities for at home where you don't have to um, go out and spend that money. But like I said, man, being financial literate will save you in the back end, man, because being a single parent is hard. And just talking to my mom, man, you know, and and she's like, yeah, Tone, you thought, you know, you thought I had it, but I did. not I'm like, I, I, it's not that I thought you had it, but I didn't understand it. And now I'm going through it. And that's the one component of um, of being married, man. You know, um, make it work. For real. If you're going through it, man, make it work, man. I ain't going to, if you got, if you about to go through a divorce, don't call me because I'm going to be the advocate to try to tell you to make it work, man. Um, because this single parent stuff, it is so challenging, man. Like I told you before, this is the most challenging thing of my life. 
And I'm born and raised in Chicago, man, and I come from, quote unquote, what they call the hood, and I've survived gangs, and I've survived different things, and I've been to college and played sports, and I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. But being a parent, a single father is the hardest job that I've ever had to do because there's so many emotional components that come with that. And, um, you know, and I want to piggyback off that and just go right into this right here, um, making sure that you detox after a relationship. And I don't care if it's from a marriage, from a bad relationship, anything that you've been through, make sure that you have a detox period. And, you know, it's just like hospice. Um, well, I've worked in hospice before and, you know, I can't tell you when you should get over when somebody die that's close to you. And it's selfish for me to say that. So I give you an example. When I used to work in hospice, you know, and I would train people on how to be volunteers, you know, the literature would say, hey, everybody grieves differently, right? Um, this person's husband just died and they look like they're happy, right? And you're like, wow, you know, she looked like she got through that and she's doing good. And that, and that only was six months. But you really don't know what she's going through inside. But but her outer appearance is giving you this energy that she's doing good. So you might say, well, if she can heal in six months, this next person should be able to heal in six months. But their husband died and they still grieving five years later. Right. So it's just like a relationship. I can't tell you that, you know, since you've been divorced for three years, you should be over it. Um, I can't tell you that. And that's selfish for somebody to tell you that um, everybody heals differently. Everybody goes through grief differently. And when you go through a divorce, that's grief, you know, because you're going through a loss. You're going through a separation. You're going through a whole change, man, where you have been with this person. You have built this life up with this person. And now that's detached from you. Um, and 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 I'll be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm a lover. You know, what I mean, I'm an R&B dude. You know, I'm this big, tall guy, whatever. And people always say, oh, Tone, you don't you don't smile and. You know, this and that, yo, but I'm a lover, man. You know, um, I I wanna be loved and I and I love giving love. You know, so I'm a passionate person. Um and the 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 saddest thing is to go through that loss and go through that hurt. And I can't be the one to tell you, like, yo, you should be over it by now. Well, you you're not over it yet? Ah, come on, man. You know what I mean? She done she done had two or three boyfriends. But you still hurt. It, it would be wrong for me as a friend and, and as another man to say, well, you should be over it if it's been, you know, two years, three years, 10 years. Everybody grieves differently. Um, and but I, I guarantee, man, you need that time to detox. Um, and what that means is giving your mind and your heart and your soul um, some some time to heal. We all need to heal. Um, we all need to find ourselves and find out who we are and what makes us strong and what makes us weak and what makes us scared and what makes us love. You know, when I went through my divorce, um, it was the weirdest thing ever that R&B actually got me out of my funk because I was in a funk. You know, um, we divorced. I, I was in a little weird situation because we divorced and we still lived together for a year, whether that's right or wrong. I don't care. Um, but it was just the way it was for our situation. And, um, you know, that was painful times going through that. But then, you know, the, the, the component of moving out, 
that was, yo, that was the hardest part. That right there was the hardest part of me being divorced. It was not the component of living by myself because I'm an only child. Um, and I was the only child for 18 years until I went to college and had teammates and roommates um, that I live with. But the the biggest part for me was the concept of having having the thought in my mind that another man was going to touch my ex-wife. Granted, I was the one that divorced her. Granted, I was the one that ended the marriage. But, you know, at the end of the day, we both have fought in that, you know, um, and I'll be the first one. I'm raising my hand right now. I'll be the first one to tell you I did not do everything the right way before I got divorced. You know, um, and, and I'm a frontline individual and I'll tell you that I didn't do everything that I was supposed to do in order to make it work. Granted. I can honestly say I can feel that the other person didn't also, but as a man, I take responsibility for my faults, right? And so with that detoxification, you have to let yourself heal because here I am sitting here thinking about, damn, yo, another dude is touching my ex-wife. I was with Shorty for nine years. You know what I mean? Nine years, man, that's a lot of investment. And that was the biggest the biggest thing for me, because I'm such an alpha male, um, I'm such this dude that, you know, I I don't think I'm a tough guy, but, you know, I just know who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. And um, I'm an alpha male. When I say that, I mean, you know, I'm a man's man. Like, you know, this is my chick and, you know what I mean? Hands off, no flirtation, like that, that type of stuff. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me is to think about another dude touching my ex-wife. And I had to heal from it. I had to, you know, um, go through a detox and let myself heal and, and, and know that I had no control of that. I had no control of the situation because guess what? I divorced her, you know? Um, so I allowed that to happen, you know? So I had to swallow that pill. But in, in that, in that time that I detoxed, I was able to find myself and realize that, hey, bro, you have no choice. You have to heal. You have to understand that she belonged to the universe now. You know what I'm saying? And you got to get over it. You know, and instead of pondering over it and, and, and just letting it affect me, I had to get out and start dating myself. But before I started dating, I chilled out for, for a few months, you know, and, and I just let myself go through this hurt, go through this pain, learned who I was, found out some of my weaknesses, found out some of my strengths. And I, like I told you, um, R&B like really got me through it. Um, hearing those love songs actually helped me get over a past love to understand that there's room for new love, right? You, you see what I'm saying? So by listening to that, gave me some strength to say, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm able to understand that I'm, that I, I can find love again and I will find love, but you can't just be so thirsty, man, to just, you know, be the type of dude or female that just get right into these new relationships, man. Because when you don't allow yourself time to heal, you still got that bad energy from that past relationship that you about to take into this new relationship. Come on, man. We know, we all know that's not what we want to do, right? We cannot take the past energy into a new relationship. 
So, you know, whether that's talking to somebody, whether that's talking to somebody that you know or don't know, whether it's finding a new activity, a new hobby, a new sport, um, you know, reading, find something to do to take your mind off that because that past hurt, man, will, will hunt you and you don't want it to do that, you know, because that's the worst thing in the world is to let that past hurt hunt you and um, and it affects you because you'll mess around and be in jail, be for real. You know what I mean, you'll go to jail over being, you know, a lunatic, be for real. And you don't want to you don't want to have no record over a female, you know, because you you love her and you don't know how to express it. But but she takes it as you know, what I'm saying as and perceives it differently and call the police on you. You don't want that. You know what I mean? So we got to really understand, man, let yourself heal. Talk to whoever you need to get some professional help, find a hobby, do something. Um, but you have to give yourself time to move on to the next relationship. Right. All right, so going into the next topic, man, this is um, telling your kid you love them. Giving your kids hugs, man. Um, I grew up in a household where, you know, I knew my mom loved me, but my mom really wasn't the type that expressed it so much. And and she'd be the first to one to let you know that she wasn't that type, you know. Um, and whether that's right or wrong here or there, um, I just made a vow to myself that I will always make sure that I express through words and through actions my love for my child. Um, and and I'm guilty of not always giving those hugs and saying I love you. And that's why, you know, this is, you know, this podcast is also my therapy. You know, this podcast is also my liberation because as I talk to you guys, I learn about myself and I get better to become you know, the single father um, that I have to be for my child, you know. So when I was talking about and thinking to myself, some of the topics, I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to talk about that love because my daughter tells me she loves me and I tell her I love her. But just being, you know, more conscientious of it when it's not those up and down moments, you know, and what I mean by the up and down moments that's just like, okay, you saying you love her when you're about to drop her off for school or when she's going to sleep. You know, when she's doing homework or when he's doing homework, just walk up on her and tell her, man, I love you, man. You're so smart. I'm so proud of you, man. I love you. You know, doing that more so. Um, or when they, you know, making their bed, getting ready for school, man, hey, yo, you know what? I just want to let you know I love you and I want you to have a great day before you drop her off. You know what I'm saying? Just being more spontaneous about saying you love them because that really means a lot. Um, and, you know, I know that would meant a lot to me if my mom said it more to me. Um, but then also when you're saying it, having the actions behind it, you know, you can't say you love them, but then curse them out and call them stupid five minutes later. Or, you know, you can't hug them and then, you know, slap them five minutes later. You know, we got to really work on being better parents, man, because, like I said, I'm a GED student, man, and, and and I've worked in group homes. I have over 10 years experience working in group homes. And the youth that I've seen over the years, man, is a direct correlation of what they have at the home. And thank God, you know, um, that I've never been caught for some of the stupid things that I've done. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, I've done some stupid things in my life. And thanks to the Most High, man, that I pray every day and I thank him or her. 
I don't know. Um, but I thank the most high that I'm not in prison or that I have a prison record. And, you know, my mother taught me well enough not to do the stupid things that I did, but some of the stupid choices that I made have could have, you know, could have resorted to me um, having a prison record. Um, but at the same time, my mother told me and my mother showed me, and that's what has kept me sane. I promise you, you know, um, I can just remember some of her lessons, man, and some of the lessons that my grandmother taught me and some of my aunts, you know, um, and I remember those things that they have said to me that have kept me out of making stupider decisions. You know, some decisions that have could have really, really affected my life and got me life in prison. And and having those quick moments of seeing my grandmother's face and hearing my mother tell me she loved me have really saved me, man, for real. Um, because I have been um, stupid a lot of times and I have made a lot of stupid choices and decisions. Um, and it's not because of my mother not telling me she loved me. And I think the things that have made me not resort to being dumber is because she did tell me, you know, so I just want to challenge you um, to tell your kids that you love them. Um, encourage them to be the best person that they can be. Tell them that you've made mistakes, you know, show them where you have made faults um, and then, you know, help them learn from that so they can become better people, um, you know, and give them hugs, man, give them encouragement. But those hugs are so important, man. Um, just ho holding them and telling them like, man, I love you with all my heart. Um, they'll remember those days because I remember more so the times that I didn't get it than the times that I did receive the love. Um, and, and to this day, man, I love my mother with all my heart. And, um, you know, I stand in front of a bullet for her, um, in a heartbeat. And, you know, but like I said, my mother would tell you that she didn't hug me enough and tell me she loved me enough and she regrets that. So, you know, as I say this to you, I'm going to do it more. Um, and I want you guys to do it more as well, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, grab your child and tell them that you love them. And if you got more than one kid, tell all of them and show all of them the same amount of love. Um, we never want to separate that love in a household. We want all our kids to know that we love them the same. Um, but like I said, man, I want to thank you um, for coming today and giving me this this time. I want to um, say thank you for lending me your ear um, because you know, time is everything. You can't get time back. And I'm so passionate about sharing this information with you. Um, and I just want to, you know, shout out everybody out there that's been supporting me, that's been showing me love, that's been spreading the word, you know, from um, my friends over in Europe to my cousin over in Hawaii, you know, to everybody here in the States, man. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, and I'm going to keep bringing this content for you. And I'm going to be doing some new things coming up um, here soon. So, Stay blessed, stay encouraged, and um, I'll be here soon. Peace.